Hello and welcome to Prince Strike by Dragon. My name is Darren. I am your host, and today we're going to be talking about the Ballad of Dorothy Parker from Sign of the Times. It was recorded on the fifteenth of March, nineteen eighty-six, at the Galpin Boulevard home, and the album was released on the thirtieth of March, nineteen eighty-seven. The musicians on the track essentially it's Prince playing all the instruments, and Susanna is doing some backing vocals. Hmm. Uh, the song is four minutes and four seconds long, and joining me to talk about it is. Noah McMullen. Hello, Noah. Hi. I sh- think I should say straight off the top, Prince didn't know who Dorothy Parker was, <laughs> the, the 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 writer. He didn't... He, when he wrote this song, he just liked um, the name Dorothy. Mm. And he knew someone called Parker. And so he put the two names together and came up with Dorothy Parker. Oh, really? <laughs> which, I, which I think is just crazy. Uh, you know, that it's it's basically not, you know, the, the fact that he, he just didn't know anything about her. Mm. Um which is just kind of really weird. Prince, as with some of the songs from this album and a couple of other albums, he said he wrote it uh, after a dream. Hmm. You know, he didn't. And also, it's worth noting as well, Prince was a huge Joni Mitchell fan. Um, oh, you know, yeah. He mentions, he mentions uh, uh, Help Me from Court and Spark. Mm-hmm. Um, and he'd actually, a few times, he'd written songs and attempted to get them to um, Joni Mitchell for her to record or to do as a duet. And every single time she turned him down. Oh, man. <laughs> so, now, it's worth noting that the song has a very odd sound to it. Mm-hmm. A very specific because the Galpin Boulevard home that I mentioned, just um, a kind of temporary setup for Prince before mm-hmm. he got to move into Paisley Park. So mm-hmm. he was still setting it up. And so he had like, um, I think it was two 16 tracks uh, running next to each other to give himself a 32 track recording capacity. Um, and his his um, his technician at the time... Um, was Susan Rogers and she had set up the desk but she, apparently she neglected to plug a, the power supply for one side in <laughs> so everything was kind of recorded and it didn't quite like sound correct but Prince listened back and he was he was fine he was happy with it sounding like this so if you were to try and recreate the sound basically you wouldn't be able to do it if you did it in a professional studio because it needs to kind of have bits missing for it to Kind of work. I didn't know about that. That makes a lot of sense now that I'm hearing that. <laughs> now, Prince also, um, he asked Eric Lees to record some saxophone um, over the top. Um, you know, the, the kind of the in the lyrics where, it, you know, the whole um, after the, the kind of the Joni bit where it's like, help yeah. me, I think I'm falling. And, and whoever's calling, um, you know, can't be as cute as you. There's a little bit there where, where Prince wanted some saxophone stuff and then kind of have the saxophone go for the rest of the track and then kind of like, you know, fade out with the whole Dorothy Parker, Dorothy Parker bit. Mm-hmm. After recording it, uh, Prince listened back and, you know, he, he decided he didn't really need it. Um, and so kind of like uh, this was later in the in March after the after the song had been recorded. He just kind of got rid of that. Uh, <laughs> he spent like a day recording saxophone. And then Prince was like, "Now nah, we don't need it. And then he sent he sent the track out to uh, Claire Fisher. And he did like a whole kind of string arrangement that went kind of under the song. Again, Prince heard it and was like, nah, we'll just stick with the original track. Uh, so it's interesting that there were kind of like a couple of uh, versions of the song where he kind of added more stuff and then kind of pulled it back a bit, realizing he didn't. He didn't need it on there. Yeah, and I I am inclined to agree. I mean, I think that the song is really just a very one of a kind kind of sound. Just in yeah. in terms of what other music sounds like. I don't think that there's another song that sounds like this. <laughs> and yeah, it's just like the 
I I believe I read somewhere that uh, the uh, drum beat was like Prince recorded some sort of basic pattern on a drum machine and then it was playing over it with himself. And just that 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 central drum yeah. beat is so bizarre. I think some of the production stuff has to do that, but yeah, mm. it's kind of a, it's kind of an interesting song, um, you know. And it's it's rare that Prince does this. Obviously, I always draw attention when he does, but it is a story song, mm-hmm. um, you know. And that kind of you know, Dor- I like how he starts out talking about how Dorothy was a waitress on the promenade. Mm-hmm. She worked the night shift, and of course, you know, dishwater blonde. It's just like. Uh, immediately you can kind of see who this is mm-hmm. uh you know the, the use of dish water to describe the blonde it's yeah. kind of it's just perfect the kind of the whole thing about how you know he needed a, a someone with a a quicker wit than mine mm-hmm. dorothy was fast and it's it's tempting just to read all the lyrics from beginning <laughs> to end and try and sing them like prince because sure. they're just so so perfect uh-huh. um you know the whole kind of um <laughs> when he goes um sounds like a real man to me Kind of cute. Want to take a bath? And then kind of, you have Prince, uh, you know, with the second vocal line yeah. going, do you want to, do you want a bath? Yeah. And it's just like... <laughs> I would be remiss if I didn't talk about Prince ordering a fruit cocktail at a restaurant also. That's a very <laughs> much a Prince thing to do, I think. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Let me get a fruit cocktail. Yeah. And as, as well, I love the fact that Prince, you know, this far into his career, he's confident enough that he can... He can do like the kind of the falsetto-y stuff, but he's also now like when he says, let me get a fruit cocktail, I ain't too hungry. Like doing the little kind of like spoken bits in between mm-hmm. and, you know, the kind of like, um, uh, I said cool, but I'm leaving my pants on. Like kind of, you know, just kind of his kind of his vocal range has expanded quite a lot by the mm-hmm. time we get this far into his career. And this is one of the songs that kind of showcases his different ways of singing. Yeah. And we get some of the the layering as well, where he's singing stuff in the foreground and there's little stuff in the background kind of playing. Um, you know, of course, when he does mention Joni Mitchell, mm-hmm. um, you know, he goes, ring, in the background. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it's such a perfect touch. <laughs> I remember the first time I heard that thing and it was like, okay, that was, this was one of the big moments when I realized that me and Prince would be very compatible musically like i i immediately understood where he's coming from with that with that bring <laughs> like noise and i like as well where he's putting into the words of this waitress whoever's calling can't be as cute as you mm-hmm. and then of course i love as well when we get the you know he says right there i i, I knew i was through and then we get the kind of whispered Dorothy Darcy Parker, Parker was cool, cool. Yeah, because then the lyrics kind of start kind of falling on top of each other, mm-hmm. where he's talking about she couldn't read, you know, she couldn't see the movie because she hadn't read the book first, <laughs> you know, and it's kind of delivered so kind of quickly, mm-hmm. and then you know she pretended she was blind, and then kind of like the haha, just so perfect, mm-hmm. just so many little kind of neat touches. I can kind of understand why Prince listened to it back and thought, you know, obviously it sounds a little odd in terms of the production, but. Who cares? You know, yeah. the, the, like the, the, the song just sounds so perfect. So, I mean, it, just, um, it also, it just almost feels to me like, I mean, on this album especially, it feels like Prince is kind of starting to play a different cast of characters almost with his vocal performances. Like, he's in so many different modes kind of overlapping and like there's the background singer is kind of a different guy than the guy in the foreground. And, like, Prince is a character and the song is different than Prince is a person. And, like, I don't know what's going on anymore, but it's interesting. And I think, actually, that's that's down to the fact that, obviously, as has been spoken about, you know, the construction of this album was kind of... It was, it was bits and pieces of everything, kind of. Well, it started out as being a double album yeah. called Dream Factory uh-huh. and then a single album called Camille. Yeah, this isn't yeah. a Camille. This isn't a Camille track either, by the way. This is just a... 
this is one of the songs that was kind of you know um, intended to be on uh, Dream Factory rather uh-huh. than the Camille album. Obviously, that was going to be combined into kind of like Crystal Ball, which was later the name for the, the kind of bootleg stuff. We'll discuss that sometime in about nine months' time. Um, but yeah, the fact that Prince had you know the idea that he would be Camille, and then he would also have be Prince. And then a lot of the songs that were for the Dream Factory, you know, like this and, you know, like uh, Hot Thing and, and Slow Love, they're kind of the, they, they kind of have Prince playing a character rather than being just Prince. Yeah. And I think that's kind of an interesting, you know, like, the, 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 as you said, you know, like the, the, the character that Prince is in this song is someone who, you know, doesn't want to take his pants off to have a bath with this lady. The, the, yeah, that's, you know? it's a very different portrait of Prince than we've seen before. <laughs> You know. Yeah, so this that you know that isn't this feels to me kind of almost like the prince from like Raspberry Beret, uh-huh. you know, which is which is you know a, a guy who's working in a shop and sees this girl and then you know loses his virginity to her in a barn. Mm. This again feels like the same kind of thing where it's prince, uh, not as prince, but as a character who kind of likes this this woman called Dorothy Parker, who's this waitress, um, you know, and you know they share the same kind of taste in music, um, and you know the waitress thinks he's cute and. You know the, the the kind of whole thing of you know she <laughs> she doesn't want to go to see this movie and you know there's, there's, a, there's a lot of kind of touches to it yeah. that make it kind of really interesting and also there's a there's a there's a there is no kind of um, there's no verse chorus to it uh-huh. uh, there's no verse chorus but there is a there is a recurrence of something where he says uh, I've been talking stuff in a violent room fighting with others past mm. and that's that kind of thing then is kind of Later on, it goes. I felt much. Uh, I felt so much better. Um, back to the violent room, and then it goes. Tell us what you did. Tell you, I'll tell you what I did. Yeah. Um, I took another bubble bath, and and he says, and the the fighting stopped. Uh, next time I'll do it sooner. Um, and then we finally get the title of the song. This is the ballad of Dorothy Parker. Yeah, just that the, the ending lyrics of the song are so. I have no idea what he means by this stuff. <laughs> well, the fact goes, that he's got like the violent room and talking about yeah. kind of uh, you know in in a violent room fighting with others past it suggests that both of these people. This is the way I always I've always heard it. Mm-hmm. Um, it uh, you know, it, Dorothy's obviously maybe in an abusive relationship, and this this you know Prince is. Uh, maybe he's not in an abusive relationship, but maybe mm-hmm. he has been in the past, and so that's one other thing that they have in common. You know, aside from both liking Joni Mitchell yeah. and you know both thinking that Prince is cute. Um, you know, they they kind of ha- you know, and obviously the fact that she wants to take a, you know a bath with this this person who basically just comes in and orders fruit cocktails. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it kind of it 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 makes it to me. I think Dorothy is an older woman who is kind of more adventurous than the character the prince is playing. Yeah. And, and also has kind of a more of a storied past in terms of, you know, the kind of her relationships and maybe she's seeking kind of comfort with this character to get away from the kind of violence of her past relationships, because, you Mm -hmm. know, this is essentially like, from what I can tell, like a cute younger guy who's showing an interest in this kind of waitress who works on the promenade. I don't even know which promenade it would be. Yeah. And I think maybe he only said promenade because he liked that word. Because, you know... It, it is it is a very good word. It works well there. I don't blame him. And also the fact that, you know, she's got to work the night shift. I mean, uh-huh. to me, most people who work the night shift, they only do the night shift because, you know, it's better pay. Um, uh-huh. Even though it messes up your circadian rhythms and kind of it's really hard to kind of get any kind of sleep. And But, you know, you do it because you get substantially more than just working normal hours. And maybe you do that because you need the money. And so... Or uh, maybe you get to meet Prince. 
I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> That's always a possibility. Uh, yeah, she could be just working the night shift because she wants to meet this young guy. But yeah, but I like the kind of the guitar, the kind of the wow wow, uh, that kind of like the wah wah guitar that's underneath. Mm-hmm. And as we get to the fade out with the kind of Dorothy Parker repeated over and over again, I think the last time we spoke, we, we talked, well, the first time we spoke, we talked about a fade out on a song that was a bit disappointing. Mm-hmm. But I feel the fade out here is perfect because yeah. he's he said the title of the song and that's it. We're at the end of this, we're at the end of this story. And we just need a fade out just to take us through to the... I mean, especially because, like, the song, as it goes, kind of already feels almost like it's going in kind of circles and you don't exactly... But, I mean, you also don't exactly know where it's going next. And just it feels like it could go on forever if you wanted it to. So just, like, the fade out makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's worth noting that this was planned as um, the, the kind of final single um, mm. from this album. And there was going to be a 12-inch version um and possibly you know it was going to be released after i could never take the place of your man um uh-huh. but you know basically by the by the time you know they got to this point in the cycle you know by the time we we're at the end of 87 prince had already recorded the black album and warner brothers were kind of already um you know gearing themselves up um to to release that album um and then they, you know, then they... Yeah, <laughs> and then obviously... that whole thing happened. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I, I think it's interesting that, that that they were thinking of this as single material, because to me, everything about it, you know, says album track. But not album track yeah. in a bad way, but album uh-huh. track in the way that you would want to keep this for the fans who bought the album, and you mm-hmm. wouldn't want to give it away as a single, because, um, you know, it, it doesn't really feel like that. Saying that, I don't really think of... I could never take the place of your man as like a single, but you know, it was moderately successful. So, um, yeah. you know, what do I know? Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so, you know, it's interesting that it was considered for that. Yeah, that is kind of, it's, it's an odd choice. I would think, I mean, it would be definitely like a, like a fan pleasing song, but I couldn't see this charting anywhere really, especially at the time. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, now, so- you know, Prince, performed this song live when he was touring um but he usually can he usually would in, uh, put a part of it into uh the song four uh which is off the madhouse album eight um <laughs> so generally what would happen is you know eric lees and you know dr fink and um you know atlanta bliss they would do that song um you know and prince would also kind of you know add stuff to it and then they would kind of mix in ballad of dorothy parker kind of in the middle mm. And then they would kind of go back to to finishing off with uh, with four, um, and you know they they performed that quite a bit in eighty seven eighty eight. You know when Prince had the kind of um, the love sexy band, the kind of sign of the times version uh-huh. of the revolution, basically. Um, and then he didn't really perform it again until kind of like the late nineties. Um, and then kind of in the last kind of you know four or five years that he was touring, he kind of resurrected the ballad of Dorothy Parker, but as a an actual song by itself, basically. Um, and he would just play it out of piano. Um, so, you know, uh, you know, nice that he would kind of go back to, um, you know, go back to this song. Because this is one of my, you know, one of my favorite Prince songs. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, easily a five out of five. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone really needs to think about it because it's, it's such a kind of... Even, <laughs> even the fact that it's kind of, you know, got the odd production and all that kind of stuff. And I still I think mean, it's... That, it's, that's it's what just... makes the song to me. It's so unique and so kind of compelling, and, and it completely draws you in, and it just it sounds like nothing else I've ever heard, and, and that sells it for me. And then, unfortunately, it goes into my least favorite song on Sign of the Times, but you can hear me talk about that on the next episode. 
Uh, <laughs> um, my least favorite song sandwiched between two of my favorite songs, um, mm. you know. But yeah, and you know, I I I had a look out there on um, on YouTube and various other places, and I couldn't find any covers of it, you know, that because I think it is such a kind of specifically print song, like the way it's produced and everything. It just mm-hmm. it's so unique that I don't think anyone else could cover it with any kind of, I mean obviously on YouTube you get people who've just got a guitar and, and kind of a microphone and start kind of doing those types of covers but I couldn't find anyone who would um, you know any kind of bands who had professionally covered it in like the st- a studio or anything or who had done it live mm-hmm. if I heard someone do a cover of this I probably would get super annoyed because <laughs> it's one of my favourite songs and I hate it yeah. when people I hate it when people cover Prince songs full stop mm-hmm. uh, but I also hate it when they do it badly and I don't yeah. feel like Anyone could do this song the same kind of justice that Prince did it. Uh huh. This is just such such a Prince song that I feel like it's impossible. So, uh, is there anything that you wish to plug now? Um, uh, check me out on SoundCloud at SoundCloud.com/slash/ZetaWaves. I make music. Uh, my Twitter handle is I at I am the best Noah. You can add me there if you want to see me post maybe like one or two jokes every three months ish. Okay, you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track, or uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or, uh, if you wish to, you can email us, I don't know why you would, at princetrackbytrack at gmail.com. So thanks very much for attending here to be my guest, Noah. Oh yeah, thank you for having me, this song's great. And otherwise, goodbye. Yeah, bye.